Hey everyone, the Stuff I Don't Like podcast is now available on Spotify. That's right, all you gotta do is open the Spotify app, search Stuff I Don't Like, and we'll pop up. You can follow us there. As always, we're available on iTunes, podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a couple other places. For a complete listing of everywhere you can stream the podcast, please visit stuffidontlike.net. I just redesigned the website. Um, I think it looks pretty dope. Uh, I hope you do too. So yeah, go check out the website. Go subscribe, rate, and review in your app of choice. And let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So today I wanted to talk about a topic that I really don't like but is necessary in all of our lives and that's networking. Um, As an adult that has a job, uh, it's important to network, especially with this podcast, but it's something like I don't like to do. I feel like I'm being fake. I feel like I'm being phony. I'm using people, but I want to change the attitude around that so we can all grow our networks. So today I have a HR professional, Hila, on the show. Hi there. Welcome, Hila. Thank you. (laughs) So Hila, like I was saying, I hate networking, but you're obviously very good at it. So... (laughs) Why Why do you think networking is important for people? Well, I think it's interesting that networking today has taken such a shift in the way that it's perceived in the world. So what networking used to be was that you would email or call somebody and say, hey, can we get grab coffee? Can, we, um, can I pick your brain? I think that still is very valuable. Um, but I think that with social media today, it's really taken a turn for something different. Um, whether it's through LinkedIn, Instagram, and it's really about making those connections, right? So finding something that you have in common that you can feel comfortable talking about to that person. I think that there's a lot of value both professionally and personally to that. Uh, I think professionally, you never know who's going to be your next best advocate. So they always say in kind of the HR world is that it's not going to be your best friend who's uh, advocating for you, but the second degree contact. Mm -hmm. And so it's about making that connection with your friend's friends or with your mentor's mentor. Uh, I think, you know, it really helps you kind of largen or, I'm sorry, expand your um, skills, your understanding of who's out there, what's out there, the opportunities that are out there. And I think the key, the secret to it is really to do it in a genuine way. Well, how do you do that? Because like I said, they have all these like stupid networking conferences or everyone's in their whatever business suits handing out cards. And you know what? I throw these shits away because I don't know, like, where are you going to keep 50 business cards? Like, so how can you do it in an authentic way? What are some tips you would tell people to just, I don't know, feel like you're not using people, but actually building relationships yeah so I think that's a there's a really fine line you make a really good point about how to do it authentically and genuinely I think my tip would be to find again some kind of commonality so whether it's a mutual friend that you're talking about mutual professional mutual topic and people love talking about themselves (laughs) so if you open up the door in a way of like hey I actually want to learn from you 
rather than I'm bringing something to the table, I think that there's a lot of value in that. That's true. Like, I've heard people say that you should be of service and add value to people. Like, don't message some random person like, hey, do this for me. Like, why would they do anything for you? They don't even know you. But if you message like, oh, hey, you know, I'm a, a fan of yours. Could I... Uh, get some advice from you that's you know pumping up their ego right you know (laughs) and i think especially today with link with something like linkedin you get so many occurrences or so many requests to connect with people and you're like and some people will connect they'll be like you know what this person obviously thinks i'm great or fantastic (laughs) but um my kind of policy or um kind of theory around is is that if we don't know each other a personally like a a um a first degree connection there's gonna be a reason you're reaching out to oh me. you so, don't just add i'm really nilly on linkedin i, I add everyone <laughs> <laughs> but i will say it is annoying because i will get random messages from people i don't know like hello um we went to the same college so can you <laughs> forward my resume right. to your boss like i right. don't know you just because we went to the same college i don't care <laughs> like yeah so that's what that I think is a really good point that you bring up in terms of referrals, right? So like with networking, you can have all these connections, you can have hundreds of connections. And sometimes people think, oh, because I'm connected with this person, they'll refer me for a job. And I think that you have to be really careful as the person who's asking for that um, because you're actually putting the person in a somewhat uncomfortable situation to have to vouch for you. That's so true. Like, I don't want to be like, no, I don't know you. (laughs) So I just say, yeah, and I'll do it. Or sometimes I won't even do it, (laughs) which is fucked up. But you shouldn't be trusting internet strangers to apply to jobs for you. You should apply to the job for yourself. But I will say one thing that worked for me, this girl um, randomly reached out to me, same situation. But instead of asking me like to immediately refer her, she was like, oh, uh, can you meet up for coffee? And uh, I'd like to talk to you and learn more about the company. Oh, I love that. So we met up for coffee. She paid for the coffee. We had a good chat. It's a small thing. Yeah. And then later she asked me and I felt comfortable. Like I got to know this person. I saw she was cool. She buttered me up with free (laughs) Starbucks. So I'm like okay I'll forward your your resume on because you didn't just straight out like come asking me for stuff you're like let me meet you in person let me talk to you and then like then ask for stuff yeah that's great I think there's also a big difference between referring someone as like they're a nice person a good person versus you trust them professionally and you've worked with them so I think when you're networking it's really important to kind of ask those hard questions of like what are your strengths or what are your weaknesses how can I be of service to you in terms of growing professionally things like that I think um, in terms of networking it's really important to have a mentor that you kind of seek out not in the workplace even but someone who you look up to um, and kind of use them because they're hopefully very connected. So it's right. It's like a web. It's a telephone tree. When you connect with one person, network with one person, they know another person, they know another person, etc. So that's kind of the power of networking. That's true, and I think um, I think a lot of people think of networking as someone like giving you a handout or like yeah. I'm gonna get something from this person that's higher up from me like I'm going to give them my business card I'm going to do this but I think it's just as important probably way more important actually to build a network with people on the same level as you are it's easier to do first of all 
it's probably coming from a more genuine place where you're Absolutely. not seeking to use people. And then you can all help each other grow and help each other out as you rise up. Like totally. there's people, you know, um, I think also just not burn bridges. Yes. I feel like I've done that in the past. Huh. <laughs> yeah. When I was young, uh, example, I used to date this dude and <laughs> he, uh, I he threw a birthday party for himself back then I DJ'd so I DJ'd his birthday party and there was like hundreds of people at this party and it was crazy and I'm like dude you can make money off this I'm always scheming I'm always yeah. trying to make money so I'm like you should like start charging people for these parties so he did he's like that's a good idea he started charging people I was DJ DJing for him and you know the first few times he he wasn't making that money like you know there there weren't that many people showing up but then he eventually started to uh get popular wow. you know I was still DJing so and he was not paying me for any wow. of this at first I didn't mind because he wasn't making money towards the end when I see your your parties are popping you right. need to pay <laughs> up bro <laughs> so I was like um, you need to pay me for my services. And he was giving this BS like, oh, you know, I'm not making money, blah, blah, blah. Right. No, I, like I said, I was a DJ. I came from a club promoting background. So I knew that this club wouldn't even let him continue to have parties right. if he wasn't making money. So I'm like, fucking pay me the money. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I cussed this dude yeah. out. I was like, don't ever fucking talk to me again. Fast forward to now. His parties are very massive. Wow. <laughs> like, he, he literally had, like, a room at Coachella <laughs> doing his parties. Oh He's doing, and, 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 you know, he, wow. he is friends with some, at a company, like a record label that I wanted to yeah. work at. And he could have probably easily got me this job. Oh but since I was like, fuck you five years ago, of course he's not going to get me I this never, job. I think it's never too late to make amends. <laughs> I did. I tried. Um, I, I met with him and him. I could tell, first of all, it was his fault. Like I said, <laughs> he was not paying me. So I should be the right. bad one in this situation. But I met with him and uh he he was very cordial but I could tell like he really didn't want to talk to me (laughs) but he was nice about it but you know that's you never know like someone that you say fuck you to five years ago could be the next person getting your job exactly so now I I really strive to decrease my pettiness and <laughs> I would say that is a good tip. I I there's honestly people like my last job um, my boss she quit that job. We were going through a lot of issues at that job she quit and they laid off a bunch of people. I got laid off, but because I had such a strong connection with my boss, she was able she wanted me to come work with her at her new company. Wow. I didn't want to. So I just did some freelance projects for her. But that, like, held me over until I was able to get a new job. Totally. There's people, literally, I used to babysit for this lady years ago. And now she does event uh, production and concerts. So I help her do concerts and she gave me free tickets to see Beyonce. See, you're doing <laughs> yeah. it. You say you're not good at networking, but, but you're doing it. But I think it's what I don't call it networking because to me that just seems so like business jargon and fake. I just 
prefer to call it, building genuine relationships. Totally. I think that's what it is. That you actually have things in common with and like you know being yourself because i think a lot of times in business world people want to be fake and fit into some mold but i feel like if you're just honest with your interest and what you like then you can befriend people who also like the same things as you and that's all the opportunities i've got are from me just keeping it real not, not yeah I think fake. that's a really good point do you think that um for introverts it's as, as easier I would say that you and I are pretty extroverted people I think that's fine I feel like a lot of successful people are introverts <laughs> you look at people like Mark Zuckerberg who's hmm. rich as hell awkward as hell if you've ever seen him elon musk You're so right. fucking awkward like i yeah. watched his ted talk and i'm like this is like painting me to watch he's so awkward but elon musk is also obviously intelligent obviously smart right. he's witty so i don't think you have to be this like out there extra person if that's not genuine to who you are and i think people can also sense fakeness and if you're being fake so if you're an introvert I would say that um just be yourself maybe it takes you longer to open up to people or maybe only feel comfortable in certain situations I think you need to put yourself out there of course but you don't have to put on any persona I would say to accomplish your goals there's plenty of rich awkward ass people so yeah and I think it depends on the industry right like you in the creative space are gonna have a very networking a very different networking or engaging conversation than I will in the HR space um so I think it's also like about knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to that's very true and I think you know the social networks as you spoke of the internet is increasing I guess digital connections but I think we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that personal connections are key and those are probably the number one things that are going to get you what you want not friending a bunch of people not having a bunch of followers like that's important to build whatever brand but if you don't resonate with people for example one of my good friends her mom is an engineer Mm. and uh I'll never forget she told us this when we were kids like she was an engineer at uh, Northrop Grumman Mm. Uh, she was one of the only yeah female engineers back then and she would constantly get promotions and now she's like the head of the engineering department there and I was like wow how did you do that because like you were the only woman at the company blah 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 and she was like because I know how to talk to people (laughs) and she said honestly she's like I'm not the best engineer I'm a good engineer but I there's probably engineers that are more skilled than me but I a lot of them are awkward you know they can't talk to people they they are you know shut off from people but to be a manager to be a liaison between different departments you need to know how to to talk to people and to to empathize with them and to do those things so she's like my skills in 
creating relationships, making people feel comfortable. That's what allowed me to get to excel, whereas a lot of people didn't have that in the space that she was in. So I think it's important to whatever space you're in, everyone's unique. I feel like whatever you do, you can probably do something differently than someone else would have done it, and that will make you valuable and give you opportunities to increase your network, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, You know, especially when we're thinking about interviewing in HR, uh, we always want it to be like both the tactical part of the job, but also the personable, the culture, the... Um, are you able to connect with people, to be an active listener, to people manage? And I often think that the technical, tactical stuff can be learned. Yeah. The other softer skills are really the more challenging part. So I'd encourage people, like, as you think about networking and growing your um, kind of professional contacts, if you will, um, it's really going to be about you, you have the, the skills to shine in your profession, to design a website, to you know, work on all the assets that you're working on. It's really going to be the part that's harder in terms of like that people, that relation. Um. That's true. And especially I was reading an article about because our, our world is becoming so digital and the tech industry is booming that like you said these soft skills are actually going to be higher in demand than technical skills because we are getting to a point where a lot of things can be automated so they were saying how you know right now uh for example being a a caretaker at a senior citizen's Mm -hmm. home that's a low-paying job but in the future when a lot of tasks are automated and people's lifespan is increasing, that that will be a highly skilled job and that people will have to train, you know, in psychology and other things to learn how to empathize with people and to create relationships. The same with, you know, being a teacher and a lot of service industry jobs, which we like like a daycare worker which we don't think of as highly paid in the future since a lot of things will be automatic uh and automated those sort of jobs where only a person can do it are actually going to be the the highly paid jobs totally yeah so I thought that was interesting and like I said you don't have to be like some ultra charming Rico Suave type of person. <laughs> like if you're an introvert, like I'm an extrovert, but not that much. Like what are your uh, what's Myers Briggs? Oh yeah, so our friend Katie, who has been a guest on this podcast a couple times, she's obsessed with these Myers Briggs. She literally has a a chart and a spreadsheet where she like gets everyone's scores and color codes them it's really frightening actually (laughs) so I am an ENFP and that's um, extroverted intuitive feeling perceiving but Mm. ENFPs are actually the most introverted of all the extroverts interesting Mm -hmm. so can't remember what mine is (laughs) I just know I'm extroverted I think I'll have to check are on you, that. Are you the same as Katie? I think so. I think you're ESTJ then. There you go. Yes, yeah, that's Whatever what that Katie means. is. <laughs> but so I think, you know, even though I am extroverted, I 
I'm myself, but I feel like I am slow to trust people. Mm. Like, which is not a bad thing. No, I have to feel people out. Totally. Even when I came to work here, um, Milan, uh, who was also on my podcast <laughs> last episode. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Milan. <laughs> but she, she, she said that everyone else thought like I was quiet because I was pretty quiet for a month or two. And she's like, oh, no, she's not a quiet person. Like she could like she used her intuition, <laughs> her powers told her oh, that I, I'm not a quiet person. But if I don't feel comfortable in a situation, I will be quiet. I just need to suss everything out. As you should. Yeah. So I feel like, you know. Even though people skills are important, even though you need to talk to people, if you're an introvert, like I said, don't feel forced to to adapt and put yourself out there if you don't feel comfortable because that's just going to come off as not genuine and weird and stress yourself out and stress other people out. Just be yourself. Same thing with interviews. That's my advice to people. Oh yeah, how would so? What are some interview tips from the HR insider? <laughs> um, I would say just what you're what you're talking about. Be authentic, be genuine, come prepared. I think is really important. Mm-hmm. So I would give that advice in terms of networking as well. If you're going to be networking or asking someone to go out for coffee, look them up. Do your research. Look up who you might mutually know. Um, these are all you know topics that you can bring up in conversation for it to be less uncomfortable at the beginning as you're forming the relationship. Uh, I think same thing with an interview is know why you're there and then kind of be ready to talk to talk about yourself. It's your you're selling the product, which the product is you. So and I think my mom always told me this and it's so true that like you were saying, do your research. You'd be surprised how many people go on job interviews. They don't know anything about the company. Like, come on. My mom always said, you should be interviewing these people as much as they're interviewing you. So I always think it looks really bad when, you know, they always say at the end of the interview, do you have any questions? And if someone just like, nope. Like that looks so bad. Like do some research on the company, at least have, I'd say two questions that you can ask that, that shows that you are actually interested in the job, interested in working for these people because yeah, if people come in and they like have no clue what the company does or what. And now with LinkedIn and social media and the internet, like it's almost disgraceful to not do that. Yeah, so you're doing yourself a disservice. So how would you say how what separates people from getting a second interview? Mm, what good question? You know, I think kind of as my as I inter- go through my own professional journey, it's really. I think you have to shift your mentality from like, man, I missed that interview or I didn't get the job to things are so circumstantial. Like you don't know if they're interviewing people internally. You don't know if maybe you were in the top two candidates. Like I think that as interviewees, we have to stop taking the pressure on ourselves or remove the pressure from ourselves and, um, you know, take responsibility, right? And accountability, but also recognize that when a role is open, there are a lot of other factors that might impact it. So don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> that's, that's good for the people. Lift yeah. their spirits. <laughs> so I guess once you're hired, I think 
a lot of people think you network just to get a job and then once you're in you can kick back but I think inter office networking and building relationships from uh, across different departments not just where you work is just as important so how would you recommend that I guess that people meet other people besides you know the few people that sit next to them that's a great question so I think uh, hopefully you're working on projects that are cross-functional with other departments and um, use those opportunities like take the first few minutes to catch up if it's a Monday morning be like hey Ray how's your weekend those are the kinds of conversations that are going to separate you from being just co-workers to really like being able to have a relation a deeper relationship um, I think also just taking the conversation outside of the room and saying, hey, I was really interested in in that one thing that you brought up or that one topic. Could could I, like, send you some questions on that? Again, really showing interest in that other person. People love talking about themselves. (laughs) Sad yet true. Yet true, I know. And I guess, so say I go to this networking conference. I've handed out all my my cards and... uh, how do you think is an appropriate way to follow up with people that you meet? Such good questions. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I can't remember the last time I handed someone a business card. In fact, I don't even know that I have one. Why? I agree. <laughs> I, I feel like I used to be super into business cards. Like when I was in college, yeah. I felt like that was a sign of being an adult. But now <laughs> when people hand me this, I'm like fuck out of here well, and you're like when am I gonna actually reference that like yeah. now with LinkedIn and Instagram I was and like all follow that. me on the gram um but. I think follow-up is key I think in an interview always 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 write a thank you mm. I love handwritten notes I think there's something really authentic to it to it but if you got it, if the interview process is moving quickly shoot that email out as soon as you can I think that those little steps can really differentiate you between one candidate and another um, so that's follow-up in terms of interviewing, follow-up in terms of networking. I, I think same thing. Hey, thank you so much for that cup of coffee. Um, hopefully you do this with that girl that took you out. Yeah, she, um, well, she did it. I wasn't trying. She oh, that's was right. asking she, me and out. She, hopefully she emailed yeah, you. Yeah, she did. And Very good. to continue the conversation, hey, you know, I'd love to stay in touch. And I think the key in terms of follow-up is every couple months. Hey, checking in. Yeah. How are you? She did. She just emailed me last week, actually. She is a good networker. She, she knows what she's doing. She's level networking. I'm like, this girl has finessed me. That's so fabulous. <laughs> so those are my tips. Well, thank you, Hila. I hope, uh, listeners, you you got a lot of info from that. I know I certainly did, and... Like I said, I hate networking, but... I think you're much better at it than you give yourself credit for. That That's true. I feel like, like I said, w- when we sort of label it in business terms, a lot of people get scared of it. But I, that's why I try to reframe it just to like making a new friend instead of that way, because I think we all know how to get a friend. We all know how to get a date well I guess not me I'd never have a date but oh my gosh. we all know how to see using his network thinking about his network that's just true. making a friend free dinner that's true that's true can I interest you in my podcast right here's my resume yeah and I think the other tip um uh is Ray is to always have an updated resume yes because people could ask you for it tomorrow yeah and you, you never know what 
that actually happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I had to redo my resume very quickly. Yeah, so. yeah, and you don't want to be in that situation where you're like, oh my god, I can't remember what I what I did or what I'm doing. Yeah, when you do a big project, write it down. That's true. Reflect on especially it. as a designer. Totally. I like to keep my portfolio updated. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, listeners. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. If you did like what you heard today, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and the podcast app. Also, do yourself a favor and follow me on the gram. My feed is lit. You'll enjoy it for sure at underscore stuff I don't like. You can also stream the show on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just visit stuffidontlike.net for a complete listing of all the places you can find my show. Thanks and come back next Sunday at 9.30 p.m. for a new episode. Bye.